weekend I was busy either I was busy last weekend I was sick it was so much that I'm using a weekday to record I've never done this and I'm trying to fit it into my schedule but I'm like so much has happened oh my gosh so much has happened um like I got way more followers on like my TikTok my my podcast I was getting notifications from Apple that my podcast was like number one in like so many countries that I didn't know people listened to them in and I was like oh my god <laughs> I was like truly humbled first of all let me just say humbled humbled is the word i can use because god has done so much in like the month and a half that i've been doing this whole thing and it's only been two episodes y'all this is like the third episode you know what i mean but i was praying about this episode and i was like lord what do you want me to talk about because i always ask the lord because i don't want to feel like i'm taking over what is supposed to be a space for the lord and i kept hearing this verse and i kept hearing the holy spirit re repeat the phrase all together beautiful that you my lover all together beautiful and the minute the holy spirit said that I knew the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about um, insecurity. And I was like, but God, I don't, I don't know where to start. And I knew the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about insecurity because the minute this set in and I started praying into it, the devil started at, like, attacking me with insecurity in a way that I've never been attacked before in my life. And by the grace of God, God delivered me from a lot of my insecurities when I was much younger. But last week, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like every feeling of inadequacy inadequacy hit me last week and i was like lord what the heck and then when i realized what the devil was doing i went into prayer and that spirit just like lifted off of me i was like thank you jesus you know so i knew where the lord was leading me so i was sitting down and like writing out my notes and then the lord you know boom like one thing about the lord he's going to hit you at the time when you don't expect it and the title is not going to make sense until i kind of go into the topic because the topic for today is but i like these shoes this makes no sense. At this point, I wrote that down and I giggled because I was like, Lord, you're funny, okay? But we're going to understand a lot of things about insecurity and how to overcome insecurity, what insecurity is, and a lot of these things, okay? And you're going to understand why I chose this topic, okay? So, in my honest opinion, insecurity simply comes from us doubting what God says about us. That's the first place it's going to come from. That's what the devil wants you to do. You being insecure is telling yourself, oh, I'm not pretty, I'm not smart, I can't do this, I'm inadequate, and all these insane things that God says the complete opposite. And the reason why God kept saying all together beautiful is one thing I've noticed and one thing the Lord, the devil uses to attack us is our insecurity about our looks. And I've seen this so much, especially in young girls I'm around, and I'm like, Lord, why is this such a thing? The Lord calls us beautiful. If you hear a lot of page flipping, I'm using my actual Bible today, not my phone. <laughs> But yeah, so the first verse that I want to go over is the story of Moses. Because Moses was one of the first examples I was exposed to of insecurity. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from the book of Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 11. And hopefully the topic is going to make sense. I'm not going to read each and every verse, but I am going to read most of it so you can understand why the topic came up, okay? So verse 1 to 5, let's, let's go from there. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of God appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the bush was fire in it and the fire did not burn it. So Moses thought, I will go over there and see the strange side. Why does a bush not burn up? When the Lord saw he had gone over to look, Moses called, God called Moses from within the bush. Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. 
verse 5. Do not come any closer, God says. Take off your sandals, for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Now, I always heard this verse, and I'm like, why is he taking off his shoes, right? And I think a lot of Old Testament was very much people had to physically cleanse themselves and we didn't have the Holy Spirit. And I was like, Lord, why is this still in the Bible, you know? And I was kind of praying over that verse because I was like, there's something there. Because this appeared, the story of Joshua also appeared, and I'll read that later on. And the Lord was kind of revealing to me that taking off the shoes he had is leaving back the filth. Taking off the labels that were put on him. When Moses saw the burning bush and got curious and stepped further closer into what God was calling him, God was telling him, take off the old labels. I'm going to give you something new. Ooh, sorry, let me not. <laughs> let me give you something new, right? And that's, that's, that's where the insecurity started coming in. When God started calling Moses, Moses had 10,000 excuses. Let me tell you that. He had 10,000. And his first excuse was like, I'm a, st a stammerer. No one wants to listen to me. Da, 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 da. All these things. But God was like, you've taken that shoe off. You've taken that old calling off. You've taken what they called you out off of what I'm going to do for you now. I need you to step into what I'm saying, right? And that's the first thing was insecurity. And before we, when, as we come into the presence of the Lord and we enter the calling of God of our lives, we have to decide to lay insecurity down. And now I'm saying this as somebody who's deeply insecure. I'm, I'm not saying this as a person who's always been confident and like happy in what God has called me. The thing about insecurity, it kind of, I'm trying to find the best word to use this, but it negates what God is doing in your life. If God is saying, I'm calling you to be a preacher, to speak to nations, to do this, to do this, to do this. And that was the calling God had over Moses. God told Moses, go speak to the Pharaoh. If God tells you right now, I've given you power, authority, and space to go speak before a king and tell him you need to do this. What would you say? I would personally sit down and be silent for a couple seconds before I can respond. And that was mo what Moses did. He's like, Lord, I've never been able to do that before. I stammer. I stutter. Da -da 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 -da. How am I going to get the words out? And this is where his insecurity hit him. I've, I've never been this. I've never been this. I've never been this. And that's what the Lord was asking me to preach about. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I think the reason why God has asked me to do this beginning well end of last year the lord was speaking to me a lot about this year and the one thing he told me about this year is so many people are going to step into their callings and i'm feeling that in my spirit right now as i speak but so many people are going to step into their callings and for you to step in fully into what god has for you you have to take off the comfortable shoes of yesterday oh i have so many notes here but i'm not going to go and order my notes so holy spirit just lead me. God wants you to leave the things of the past in the past. If you were called a bad speaker, so what? If God has called you a pastor, he doesn't care what another man has told you. And one thing about the devil, his insecurities, the insecurities he plants in us are so similar to what God is calling us for. That is honestly insane. I always talk about this and on my TikTok, if you follow me, the devil is so many things. The devil is evil, terrible, a destroyer, all these things. The one thing about the devil, he's not stupid and he knows how to fight us. If God has called you to something, the devil's going to use people around you. He's going to use your thoughts. He's going to use your closest friends to fight that. And that's why you need friends who are awake in the spirit. You need people who are alive in the spirit, who know what God is saying. And, and of course, we know the story of the, the man who had his friends cut the, the roof off and put him in the presence of the Lord for healing. Those are the type of friends you need, but we're not going into friendships right now. But this was a case for Moses. He felt inadequate. And that's what the devil does. He wants something that will fight what God is telling you. He wants a voice that opposes this. And I feel like the most, like, the best example I can give is myself. So when I was younger, I had the ability to chat. Like I love to talk. I love talking about people. I love talking to people, all these things. 
And I remember as I grew older, people would be like, you just talk too much, like you should shut up. And as I got older, when I tell you, I became so deeply insecure. I hated speaking in public. I hated speaking to people, around people, about people, and all that. I hated it so much. And I felt like I was losing my mind at some point because I was like, oh, I have this thing to say and it seems relevant to this, to this, to this, but I'm not going to say it. And like, as I grew older, God started calling me into ministries. Like, Gene, I'm going to call you to preach. And I'm not joking with you. And God knows this. God is standing here with me. I used to laugh. And I would sit there and I'm conversing with God. God's telling me things and I'm laughing. I'm like, Lord, let's be serious, please. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be joking. I simply did not believe that I could get over that. And sometimes insecurity is not your voice. It's a friend's voice. This is why, again, I said friends are important. It's a parent's voice. It's this, it's all these things. This is why the voice of God needs to matter more than anyone's. But back to the point, I would sit there and God's like, I'm going to tell you what to say. And I'm like, I'm not going to say it. I don't, I'm not going to speak. And um, at some point, I don't know what the Lord did. I started praying and I was like, Lord, if this is truly your will, because it came to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm being a little too prideful. I'm, I'm like, Lord, okay, your will is not mine, you know? And I was like, Lord, I don't want to be prideful before you. I don't want to miss what you have for my life. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to you. And I would be like, Lord, if you have something to say, say it through me. If if there's something I need to say, put it in me and let's, let's move like that. And the thing about that is it gave God room in my life to move. However, I still wasn't perfect. There was a point in my life in 2020 when I started hearing the voice of God very clearly. And I'd hear things from God. I would gaslight myself and be like, oh, I don't want to say that to people. So I'm just not going to say it. And I'm not joking. And I wish I was. This is funny now that I look back. But back then, anytime I would sit to pray or talk to God or have my quiet time, the first thing the Lord would say is, Gene, I'm speaking to you. And I'd look around and be like, who in the world said that? Oh, that was creepy. Gene, you're such an active, <laughs> you're such an active imagination. And I would gaslight and lie to myself and all these things, right? Because I was so insecure. And I was like, what if the voice I have is not enough? And what if I'm not enough? What if like everything I say is awful and I'm a terrible person? And all these voices from like me being a kid stuck with me. So anytime I wanted to speak, I was like, no, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. At some point, the Lord told me that his voice has to be louder than anyone else's voice in my life. Ooh, ooh. His voice had to be louder than any insecurity I had, any voice from my past, any person who'd ever spoken over into around me, all that. It had to be louder. And that's how I started overcoming a lot of these insecurities. I had to start saying whatever the Lord would say to me. And it sounded crazy at first because the Lord would tell me things about people I've never spoken to in my life, people I don't really talk to or even close friends. And I, I think the craziest one was close friends because I had to interact with these people after. I remember one night I was in prayer and I felt different this one night because I was up in the, it was like five in the morning and I was praying, I was praying. And then I, I don't know what happened. The Lord started speaking to me. The presence of the Lord in my room was so overwhelming. I was bawling my eyes out. I was shaking. And like, I'm, I was losing it basically. And the Lord gave me two messages for two friends I have, two very close friends. And I called them in the morning. I said, hey, this is what the Lord's telling me to tell you. And I was like, if I don't say it now, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never gonna say it to you. I'm never going to repeat it. I will hold it in because I'm too scared. And I know my voice. So I told them everything and the phone was silent. Like when I tell you, like drop dead silent like it was bad and my friend like asked me who told you this about me like how did you know all these things they're like these are things i never wanted to tell people these are things i've been like hiding for myself da, 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 da. and i said you guys god told me I, that's like that's how scary it was then over time god started building this confidence in me to be like i will say whatever the lord tells me and that was the same thing as moses moses was not going by his own power he was not speaking because he felt like he should say this 
if you read the Bible, the Israelites were comfortable in slavery. They were very comfortable. Those were the old shoes and they kept them on. They tied those sneakers up and said, I'm sitting. And that's what happens when we stay in insecurity. Insecurity is comfortable because you don't have to face the demon on the other side. You don't have to face the devil. Not facing the devil is easy. I'm going to tell you that for one. It's sometimes it's peaceful. When I was younger and the devil started fighting my prayer life and I was very young, mind you, I was like 10 or 11. I loved praying at night, but every time I would pray, the devil would fight me that night. I would have the most insane dreams. I would see the most insane things in my room. And I said, Lord, I'll catch you in the morning. <laughs> I'm not praying right now. That's not me. I don't have that in me. I don't have that dog in me. I don't really, I know that's not for me. And I was so dead serious. I never prayed once in the night. And all those things stopped coming. I stopped having nightmares. I was like, wow. Mm. And I felt so insecure in the power I had as a Christian. Mind you, 10-year-old me was hearing from God. I was seeing God. The first, like it was, I was not just like a baby Christian. How, no, 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 no. I was hearing God. But I was like, oh, I, I'm too scared. I don't, I'm too insecure about this. What if the devil keeps fighting me because I'm not powerful? And it was comfortable to wear those old shoes of fear. Mm. Let, let's talk about the old shirt of fear, right? I was wearing that shirt of fear of insecurity of all these things because it was comfortable to wear it. Facing the devil was not. At some point, my mom was praying with me and I told her and she's like, the devil has no power over you. And I said, oh, why didn't someone say that over me before? Like no one bothered to tell me this, really? And I started praying at night and I still had the nightmares. And I said, you know what? I don't care anymore. Let me have them. And I, at some point, the nightmares just disappeared. Like I stopped seeing things at night. Now as an adult, the devil still tries the same tricks he tried as a kid. But as a kid, I took off those old shoes of fear. Last night, I was praying about something. I don't remember exactly what. And the Lord was leading me in what to pray about. And when I went to bed, the devil was attacking me in my dreams. I woke up today morning and all I could say is the devil's a liar. If the devil had any power, he would fight me now in the day. He does not want to wake to the day. He wants to do it at night. Simple. Anyway, I'm, I, that's whole, such a whole tangent. But you know what I mean. The devil wants to fight you at your weakest and that's what he wanted to do with moses but he doesn't remember that the power that works in us is the power of god so moses was not going to pharaoh because he had all the might the strength all this fun stuff no 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 he was going to pharaoh because he was sent by god that that was a power backing him up even me i had to realize at some point i'm not speaking because i i tell myself things there has never been a time where I go to someone and tell them this is what the Lord told me to tell them, that I'm speaking for my own power. I have not even once. I know nothing. And I had to realize that the reason why I have this strength, this ability to speak, to preach all these things is God. And I know people will be like, oh, you need to take some credit because it's your mouth. No, 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 no. I didn't give myself the mouth. <laughs> I didn't give myself the spirit. I didn't give myself the fire. Nothing, none of it is me. And that's why I had to realize insecurities are kind of crazy. The devil is really funny. Like he truly wants to manipulate you to think that you have nothing going for you. When he's scared, the devil will not fight you with insecurity if he was not insecure himself. And I think that revelation hit me. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I was talking about this earlier, but I just kind of breezed by it. Last week, the Lord was telling me to talk about insecurity and taking off these old shoes. The devil hit me with insecurity like never before in my life. And this was on a Wednesday last week. So it's more a, a, a bit more than a week i was with my sister and i was losing my mind i was going crazy i was like god like will i ever like get to where you want me to get in life am i good enough am i this like like what am i doing with my life i'm ugly and, dead. and i'm saying all these things and at some point i sat down and i said wait a minute that's not me that's not what god has said about me and i s stood there and i said but god said all these things about me god has called me his daughter he's called me beautiful he's called me powerful he's called me all these amazing things who could say opposite to that? And I've always used this verse, and it's one of my favorite verses, and it says, 
Who speaks of things and it happens if the Lord has not commanded it? So I can't be ugly. God did not call me ugly. Like it's not going to happen. If God has called me to preach, no one can negate that. Go fight God, not me. That's that's none of my business, right? And it truly like hit me because God was kind of revealing to me the insecurities a lot of us live with because we tried to hide it. You cannot hide insecurity from God. And I think for a long time, I tried to do it. I hid behind this like facade of the funny friend, but deeply, I was like, I was so deeply insecure about speaking that I would not say anything that was my opinion. I did not say my opinions. I didn't have thoughts. I had the jokes. Don't get me wrong. I could make it crack up, but I did not have the opinions. I was so scared and I hid behind that. I hid behind my facade of I'm always happy and joking and all these things, but I did not face that. I did not face that insecurity because I was comfortable. Again, I talk about comfortability. And I think we always talk about lukewarmness as a, oh, this person is sinning. Sometimes being lukewarm is that comfortability of, I don't want to change. I don't want to grow. And that's not what God wanted. If you saw the story of the Israelites throughout the book of Exodus, you would see how heavy they were oppressed. But that oppression for them was easier than trusting the God who had existed since before time was a thing, you know? It was easier because they were able to see the oppression. They were able to see their food. Trusting God means going, sometimes you got to go in blind. And I've used this verse here before, but the Bible tells us the plan of God is like a dark mirror. You're going to be seeing glimpses. You're not going to see the full truth. This verse I just read, it says God's taking them to a land that flows with milk and honey. This is a land they just only imagined, their ancestors imagined. But because they could not physically touch it, and because they had to rely on God, and they had to leave that slave mentality back where they, they came from, they had to take off that shoe and leave it before they stepped into holy ground, they were not ready they could not trust themselves. They could not trust on the provision of slave masters who were giving them crumbs. Or as my sister says, crummies. <laughs> when God was ready to give them an entire land. But this is the same thing for most of us. Like we read this story of the Israelites and we all get pissed off, but we're just like them. The reason why I think God included their story in the Bible is because we are exactly like them. There's nothing different. Why do we still hold on to toxic relationships? Why are you still holding on to that friendship? Why are you not ready to move into what God is calling you? When God's telling you, hey, I want you to speak up about me, preach about me. You want to wear that shoe of shame or I'm too shy. Lord, I don't have anything to say. But unlike Moses, you sit there and continue to complain and sit there and continue to wear that shoe. Moses was scared. He was terrified, but he still trusted God. He asked God for signs. He said, God, move with me, show me speak through me, all these things. But you tell God, I'm unable to, I'm unable. And God knows you're unable. But you sit there in your inability and not do anything about it. You don't take it to God. The thing that's different between, between Moses and us is Moses told God, this is how I feel. Lord, I feel like I can't speak because I'm a stammerer. I need you to go with me. I need you to speak through me. Many of us, will, God will tell us, I need you to get rid of this friendship. But you tell God, what if I'm lonely? What if I'm this? Lord, I want you to be, you don't tell God, I want you to be my friend. Make up that space. You want to sit there in that mediocre friendship, sit in that sinful thing you're still doing and tell God, but I can't let go. But, 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 but that's, that's not a talk anymore. That space of insecure. And I'm moving into a few other different things now, but being so insecure in the things that God can do for you is dangerous because it will lead you to settling for mediocre, mediocrity. Sorry. And I posted a video about this a while ago and it kind of went viral. And I talked about how there's no standard I have that I would ever change because I know the God I serve. You sitting there in insecurity and not taking it to God, not praying about it, not asking God to help you shows what you think of God. 
you think either one, God doesn't care about you, which is a complete lie. And I hope you recover from that one. And I hope you begin to de deconstruct that one. Or two, you don't think God is able to do that, which is sad <laughs> in my opinion. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all, above all we can ask. And I've, pre I've used this verse so many times, like the recent month, because that's what the verse God has been telling me about himself. There's no expectation I have that God will not exceed. But if I have no expectation, God is going to exceed, is not going to exceed it. There's nothing. Zero times zero is zero. And I said this and people were like, oh, oh, nah, it is. Take it to God. That's the first thing with insecurity. Take it back to God. Wherever you feel like, God, I'm failing. And I feel like this a lot, a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times. I remember recently during Christmas, my church had the their um, Christmas uh, candlelight service. And I was singing, but I was like, I couldn't hear myself because something was going on in my in-ears, whatever. And I was like freaking out. I was like, God, did I sing badly? Lord, tell me, like, I want to do this for you perfectly. And it's not by, about my voice or how people see me, but I don't want to do anything medi like mediocrely for God. And I was speaking to God. I had not said a single thing out loud. A random person, like two people actually. The first person never talked to this person day in my life, never seen them in my life. They were like, you just have a beautiful voice. And I felt like they should just tell you that. And I said, Lord, that's funny. Haha, <laughs> we're just talking about this. Another person walks up to me and they said, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but like you have an amazing voice and you should not doubt what God is doing with you. Like, I don't know why you're doubting. And I was like, I've never said this out loud. And I started laughing because God is going to reassure you. God is not a God to let you in the wilderness, leave you alone in your insecurity, in your unsafety. He wants you to take off those shoes and step into him. And I keep saying this phrase because I'm telling you it's hitting my spirit now. It's hitting me because feel, I'm feeling like I'm being called out. You cannot live in security forever. You just can't. It's going to be a very bitter life. It's going to be a very bitter journey. You're going to always feel like you're missing something because you have. God calls us into a plan where he can be our God. And I think the funny part of this, we don't understand. As humans, we don't have much power without God. We don't. And that's the funny part. We're insecure because by our nature, we simply do not have that power. But we need God. Our insecurities are, I want to say, removed when we step into what God has for us and walk with him. This is where we, lose, we, we lay down that weight, take off those shoes. Uh -huh. And the story that's coming into my mind is the story of Saul in the book of Samuel. Saul had a calling by God and God told him to do specific things. But Saul disobeyed and his whole opinion is, what will the people think of me? That, that's insecurity. No person secure in what God is calling them will think about people. The voice of people was louder than the voice of God in his head. He forgot to take off that shoe of people pleasing. And you know what that did? It took away his crown. And when he saw David living up to what God is calling him, that insecurity came back and he was ready to kill David. Saul was not walking in his calling, but he was angry someone else was doing it. You see that? It leaves you so bitter. Saul did not die a good death. Saul did not fulfill his purpose as a king and all these things because he was deeply insecure and forgot to take off that shoe of the past. You cannot take things that you brought from your previous life into what you're doing with God, because they will affect you. They'll affect your walk with God. They'll affect your ministry. They'll affect so many things about you. And one of the stories I want to use it now, this is one of my favorites, is a story of Joshua and seeing how Joshua reacted. And this part of the Bible is in Joshua 5, verse 13 to 15. And the title of this like, section is The Fall of Jericho. You'll understand where I'm going once I read this. And it says, Now Joshua was near Jericho. He looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you one of our enemies? Or are you one of us or our enemies? And he replied, Neither. But as, as commander of the army of the Lord, 
I have now come. Then Joshua fell, to, fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does the Lord have for his servants? The commander said, the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Another thing is God's going to tell, tell you to take off those old shoes when you're stepping into that new ground. I'm telling you this is where it's connecting with a lot of the things the Holy Spirit is dropping into my spirit right now. A lot of us in this season, God is going to be asking you to, re to release things you thought you were going to always hold captive. And you might think these things have helped you for a while. Yes, God has allowed them in your life for a while. You're stepping into something new. You need to take off those old shoes. Whether it's a friendship, a relationship, um, an addiction, um, something God has been convicting you of for a long time. I was scrolling through my comments today and um, I was kind of replying because I've not been replying for like a month and I had day near 5,000 things to reply to him. And the person was like, God is convicting me on this, but I don't know how to proceed. And I'm like, that, that's a good place. That God is convicting you and you're feeling it. And you're like, Lord, I need to let this go for you. Is a good place. God is telling you, take up the shoes of the past. We're moving to something new. For many of us, it could be friendships. For us, clothing even. I've known of people who God told, hey, I don't want you to dress this way. Drop this and let's move on. God has done the same thing with me, first of all. Their clothes I used to wear and I felt very comfortable. One day... I was asleep and God showed me a dream. He said, I don't want you to wear that. To this day, I've not stepped out of my room <laughs> in those clothing. Because guess what? God had something new for me where I'm going. And that was the thing. God wanted to use Joshua to, to make Jericho fall. If Joshua did not take off the things of the past, where do you think we would be now? Where do you think he would be? A lot of us are feel like our lives are stagnant because we don't want to take off the things of the past because they've brought us comfort. Mm -hmm. These friends have, have been there, but they've not truly been your friends. This relationship has, has been a source of comfort, but they've not truly loved you the way Christ wants you to be loved. Or they've not committed to you the way Christ wants you to be committed to. Or this sin is just too hard. It's, it's tied me down. You, f you felt comfortable. Do not feel too comfortable. You will never grow. Oh, you will never grow. And it sounds like a very, no, like God wants you to be, to be happy in all these things. Well, he wants you to be joyful. He didn't guarantee his comfort in the Bible. <laughs> and I love bringing up the story of John the Baptist because that man's story is quite literally evidence of you're not going to always be comfortable. As I said in the last episode, he was eating locusts and honey. If I told y'all to eat some crickets in a jar of honey, you'd cry. I'm shedding tears personally. He was not comfortable, but he still grew. His ministry was one of the greatest. So many other people in the Bible, most of the disciples were martyred. Many of them died for the sake of the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong, not all of us will die for the sake of the gospel by the grace of God, you know, hopefully, if, that was what, if that's what God has for you, well, but like, they were not, they were not sitting down being comfortable. It's not, it's not an easy thing to sit there knowing you're going to be killed for serving this God. It's also not an easy thing for God to tell you to give up something you hold near and dear to you. I know people who are asked to give up like makeup or this or this or this, and they might seem like small things, but they're things that have brought you comfort. For instance, thank God God has not convicted me on certain things that I like. That does not mean he won't do it later on in life. <laughs> I'm not speaking right now because I don't want to come back to this and feel ashamed. That's the thing. Do not feel comfortable with the things of the past because they will hold you down. The past is a chain. The Bible tells in the book of Isaiah, forget the former things because I'm doing a new thing. When you keep yourself tied down to the past, where are you going? You're not moving forward. You're going to sit there reminiscing on these things, on these things, on these things. And that was what was going on with the Israelites in the book of Exodus. They were like, this man brought us to the desert to die. We were back in slavery. At least we had food. We had this. We had this. Y'all, cucumbers, what's keeping you in slavery? A little cheese platter, that's it? That, honestly, let's, let's be serious. And they kept reminiscing. And they were like, let me go back. Let me go back. 
And the thing is, at some point, God knew they were never going to take off those shoes. They were never going to be ready to take off those shoes. And you know what God said? You will see the land. You will never enter that land. Because they were not ready to take it off. They would have taken the things of slavery into the new land. They would have taken all these things that God had worked so hard to separate them from into the new land. He would have they would have taken idolatry. If you read the story, every time I read the book of Exodus, I just get a headache. I really, I, I've, I've done my best. I just get a headache. I'm like, y'all. The Lord is like, hey, besties, I'm going to give you this amazing land. But y'all don't want to listen. But the thing is, and I've talked about comfortability just again. You're never going to be fulfilled while you're comfortable. Ooh. And I'm saying this as somebody who was very comfortable. I would sit there and I was like, Lord, I don't want to speak. I felt comfortable, but I felt something was missing for my life. I felt it and I knew something. I knew what I was called for from a very young age. I remember the first time God told me I was going to be a pastor I was 13, I'm 20, almost 22 now. It's been nine years. And for a majority of those years, I was not walking that calling. And I always felt comfortable, but I felt like something was missing from me. The minute the Lord started telling me to post messages online, I was like, something clicked. And I was like, I'm doing what I'm meant to be. If you're not walking your calling, if you're still wearing those old shoes in the new season, you're gonna notice, you're, you're gonna notice. And I think I look back to a lot of Disney shows and this is gonna make sense as I speak. And they're like judging each other's outfits and someone is like looking at someone's clothes and they're like, oh my gosh, like your clothes are so last season. And I'll look at, I'm like, how do you know that? But now as a believer, you can look at someone and tell they're still wearing their old clothes, their old shoes. Are they still carrying around that thing that you were supposed to drop three miles ago? We are closer to the finish line and you've still not dropped it. I want to end this by talking about how to take off that old shoe. And you're expecting this long drawn out process of like, you need to do this, and then this, and then this, and then burn like six cows. No, 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 no. The easiest way to get rid of that old shoe is answering the calling of God over your life. And I love the story of Moses for this. And this is where I'm saying you need a Holy Spirit to understand the Bible. Because it's very, ooh, let me, let, me, let me read it. In verse 2, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Mo Moses saw that through, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So he thought, I will go over there and see this strange sight. Why does the bush not burn up? That was God calling Moses. That fire? Let me tell you something. I don't like mysterious things. I'm not good with me. <laughs> if I see a bush burning in the middle of nowhere and there's no fire, you know what I would do? Turn around. And that's what most people would have done. But this is a calling specific to Moses. And you know what he did? He saw the bush and it burned and he said, let me go see. That was, well, that's what it means, obeying the calling of, of God over our lives. All of us are not going to have some insane way of God calling us and, you know, fires are going to appear from the heavens, da 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 all these insane things. No, 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 no. It's, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like this thing opening up in the sky and all these things. No, it's not always going to be that. God's calling over our lives could simply be something tugging at your heart. And we all have that. For the longest, and I can't explain it, I just have an empathy for people. And I know everyone's like that, but I'm like, one thing about me, I and I get this from a lot of people, and I just noticed it as I grew older, people just feel comfortable around me. They tell me a lot of things, and I just never repeat them, but people tell me a lot of things. And I always felt this tug with people, whether it's praying for people, loving on people, being around people, just anything. And I was like, that that was one of the first ways I learned God was calling me. God's calling over my life was not just like a boom, a gong from heaven appeared, and next thing I know I can preach. No. Calling and skill are two different things. Answering the calling of God over your life is saying, yes, Lord, I might not be qualified, but I'm ready to drop my insecurity. I'm ready to drop all these things I've said about myself. I'm ready to say, to drop the fact that I think I can't talk. I'm ready to drop my, my fear of being in front of people. I'm ready to do it. 
I may not have done it just yet, but you're going to help me. And that's what Moses did. Oh, oh, I love the story so much. He was ready to do that. You know, he was ready to sit and say, God, I may stutter. I may like be a criminal because you know what he did before that. He I don't know what this before or after. I may do all these insane things, but I'm ready to listen to you, Lord. I'm ready to answer for what you called me to. I'm ready to step up. These shoes I wore back in the day, they don't, they don't fit me anymore. They're, they're rugged. They're breaking apart. I can feel the breeze between my toes from under my shoe. Let me take them off. <laughs> it's, I'm not meant for this anymore. And that's, what, that, that's simply how you overcome it. That's how you take off the shoe. Answer God. God is going to help you. I think we think God wants to do everything then come to him perfect. God wants you to start taking off that shoe. Walk into him and he'll give you something new. You're not supposed to forge the shoe from fire for yourself. He has it prepared for you. You need to take off what the world gave you to step into what God is calling you to. And uh, truly, God has so much prepared for people this year. So much. And I wish I, had, like, I could go into detail right now, but I don't think I can. But God has so much more than we think, than we can imagine. Because a plan and purpose for God over our lives is perfect. It's perfect for everyone. Not just one or two people, for everyone. It might not feel that way right now, but I promise you, going through the pruning is worth for you to go through the harvest. I think truly this is like one of my favorite episodes to film and I'm not going to say that for every single episode but this is something so amazing to talk about and understand. I just want everyone to always remember that God loves you, God has a plan for you and God wants you here. Um, I hope hopefully I've started doing the, ne the next episode hopefully so it can be out in like two weeks but I'm truly just amazed at what you guys first of all are telling me about what the episode is doing for you, how much how many people it's reached that's another thing I'm still like scared about that that's still insane i'm just thanking god but yeah please if you have any comments questions whatever please don't be afraid to reach out to me